It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time for another episode of the off-season Locked On Bengals mailbag with questions including, if something goes wrong, how will it go wrong? And what should the Bengals do with the rest of their free agency money? You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we are the Lockdown Bengals podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team, the Cincinnati Bengals, every day. We're firmly in off-season mode. That means we have another off-season mailbag coming your way today. Just want to thank the folks that subscribe and follow the podcast for doing so and encourage you to do the same so we're delivered to your eyes and ears first thing when we drop our episodes every day, everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you that follow and subscribe and make us your first listen. James, we're going to dive into an off-season mailbag today as we have throughout the off-season training camp, though. Getting closer, the age of the off-season mailbag coming to an end sometime soon. But while we're here, we will still enjoy it. And there still will be mailbags, of course, throughout training camp. Our first question today comes from Brian at Bartbo on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And he has a very serious question for me, James. He's concerned. He would like to know (laughs) why I didn't draft my ultimate tight end one Drew Sample in our most recent or I guess two episodes ago, top 22 Bengals draft. And look. Inquiring minds want to know, Jake. We want to know. The Thank real you, question that Brian has. I'm not even going to oh, answer that one. You're not even going to answer? What? I mean, it's a funny joke, guys. But what joke. are we doing here? Oh. Yeah. His real question is, if the Bengals do not meet expectations for 2022, what do you think will be the reason for that. And if they do meet expectations, what went right? Okay. So let's throw out injuries because I could obviously say injuries. Injuries can derail all 32 teams. That could happen. We'll leave that there. Uh, So if we're leaving injuries out of it, for things to really go wrong, I I mean, you would need one, Jackson Carmen to not be the answer and there not be a true answer at left guard. Uh, you would need uh, Ted Karras, who why would he, but not be a significant upgrade to what we saw from Trey Hopkins for most of last year. He should be. There's no reason not. Um, and again, I don't want to say, oh, well, uh, Collins is going to get injured, right? Or, or uh, Kappa or Karras. So with, without injuries, it's hard for me to see this offensive line not being much improved considering what it was. So that would be one thing. Uh, a couple of the others – like if Burrow didn't take a step, another step forward with his first healthy offseason, you, you could see that where it's like, okay, well, it's uh, he's not going to be the guy that you're thinking. Because I'm thinking like, man, MVP style with this offensive line and these weapons. Well, maybe he doesn't get there. 
Um, and then two more things. Zach Taylor doesn't continue to improve, especially situationally. And Evan McPherson takes a step back and misses some of those game-winning kicks. And, you know, I, and I'm sure you're going to get to the defense, so I'll leave the defense to you. But that's the kind of the path where they could regress to the, the, the average a bit. But it's really hard. Like, one of those things might happen. Evan McPherson might struggle a little bit. Or Joe Burrow might not take this quantum leap that, you know, involved himself, even though a lot of people have him in that realm anyway. So it's hard for me to see. Or Zach Taylor may not be that good situationally. And it might not be the offensive line's issue. And he just might not be the best situational. Could All of those things could happen. Uh, um, or one of those things could happen. I don't know if all of them are going to happen at the same time. And so that's the part where it's, it's hard without injury for me to see, oh man, things are just going to go to hell. I just, I don't see it. Not with this culture, with this talent, uh, really, really tough for me to see, even if someone takes a step back or even if, if multiple guys aren't as good as they were last season. Yeah. You throw injuries out. Injuries can always be a cause. And I think we have a question related to that coming up anyway, like if there was a Jenga piece. So that, that question is coming. We'll get to that. And, and we'll talk a little bit about the injury that could derail the Bengals then. But without talking about injury, it could just be that the AFC got so much better. That's mm-hmm. another thing. The, yeah. the variance that happens in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl, if, you're, if your expectations, as we've discussed previously, are playoff win or true Super Bowl contender, you could fall short of that because now there's a Russell Wilson in the conference in the AFC West. There's... Justin Herbert in in L.A. who's been joined by Khalil Mack and all these additions that the Chargers have made and the entire AFC West, Devontae Adams going to, to the Raiders, for example, could just get in the way in the playoffs. So there is the influx of talent into the AFC that is an issue. I, I don't necessarily think that that's going to get in the Bengals way specifically. Like you look at their schedule, people have made a lot about how much harder the schedule is this year. I think that's a little bit overblown, but Bills, Bucks, Chiefs in the back part of the season is tough. The Ravens not being injury depleted should be a little bit more of a of a contest than previous years. So just competition is going to be higher. And even if the Bengals are a better team, the nature of the NFL and the nature of variance, the nature of one score games being so coin flippy and so much in the NFL being so coin flippy to for, for lack of a better a better term is is just an opportunity for things to go not their way the ball bounces mm-hmm. the wrong way too many times or or to your point one one of the things in their control is the concern that zach taylor doesn't continue to do the past first thing that we've seen from him but inconsistently in his tenure as a bengals coach people thought too much early on in Joe Burrow's career, right? And then they thought not enough last year when Joe Burrow was coming back from the ACL injury. So more consistency from the coaching staff for sure. And then you said I was going to talk about the defense. It wasn't really top of mind. Everything we know about defense says that it's just such a high variance thing that's so dependent on the offenses that are faced more than the defense itself so frequently I actually am still pretty bullish on the defense, but the big question would be the pass rush. Trey Hendrickson, I still expect to be good, but 
where's the rest of the pass rush coming from? Even though they were productive last year, they weren't necessarily as disruptive as you might want your pass rush to be on a consistent basis. And they didn't add to that unit a ton. I know Joseph Osai is back. I know they drafted Zach Carter and there are potentially some steps coming for guys like Cam Sample, Khaled Kareem, but that's something to be proven. And if that doesn't come together, that's another thing that could make it harder for the defense to be consistent. So that's something to keep an eye on, on the defensive side of the ball, I think. For sure. And, and that, could come up again here as we continue to answer questions. Um, but yeah, it, as far as it going right, just short, just a quick thing on that. Joe Burrow takes a step. Zach Taylor right. gets a little bit better. The offensive line is improved. All all reasonable things, right? Jamar Chase is better now than he was a year ago. Oh, well, that's realistic and expected. Mm-hmm. And so the, the path, as, as negative as it was, I don't think we even were that negative. It's just the path to them meeting expectations to me is far more likely than, especially if we're throwing injuries out than the other aspect where it's them, you know, not delivering and not meeting expectations, which I I honestly can't say about a lot of Bengals teams in the past. Like even teams that I were really talented, it it was easy to see, Oh, well, if this doesn't go their way, then, you know, that's it. No, this isn't an old team. Uh, you know, a, a, a team that's just lucked its way into the division like the 9 team did. And then in 2010, they had no gas left. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's the opposite. And so they should be really, really good in 2022. Up next, we'll continue with your questions here uh, on the mailbag, including one that, yeah, I might bring up Trey Hendrickson. But first, a word from Dave. And you've got to level with me. There, we've always we've been in situations, all of us or you need a little extra change, where you you might be a little tight on cash. Well, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. It's more money to fill your tank, get a wedding gift, buy me a hot take chain, whatever you want to do, you can do it with Dave. And you can download the Dave app for free right now. Millions of people have already downloaded it to get financial relief that they need. And you can too by downloading the Dave app from the app store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you with Dave. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
James, our next question comes from Tyler Lindsay. This one more on the fun speculative side, and we like to get these fun speculative questions. He's Tyler Lindsay 8 on Twitter. In honor of Joe Burrow and company going to the UFC fight over the weekend, which current or former Bengal player do you think would have the best MMA career? Whew. James Harrison instantly comes to Ooh. mind. <laughs> one, one year... And I think he would kick because, you know, Vontez Perfect will be in this mix. I think he would he would beat up Vontez Perfect. I think he would uh, throw around Pac-Man Jones, who would be a contender for this. Um, man, I'm trying to think of any. Well, they would be different weight classes, James Harrison and Pac-Man. Yeah, well, fair. But you get, you get my point. Um, the, the other one that that could have been good. I mean, I, I'd have to look up his age, but like Justin Smith would have been man, pretty damn good. Took my, I was going to go Justin <laughs> Smith, man. I was like, I'm going to go into the archive. I'm going to pull Justin Smith out of here. James, is it going to know what, what hit? No, you got it. Dang it. All right. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of, of who else. Some of these like really physical. Who? Um, th- those are the three that come to mind instantly. Um, but, but yeah, there, there are plenty and really you could name most offensive linemen, yeah. right? Like Andrew Whitworth, if he wanted I, to be mm-hmm. decent, did I steal him again? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you go. So I stopped stealing. No, we're, we're on the same page. I need, I need time now to think about more, but Britt is a guy that was, he's huge for one, but I guess weight classes, you know, is a thing, but he's going to have good length regardless of weight class. Right. And, and just the the technique that he played with and the way he worked so hard is just it makes me think that he would figure out the same things as a fighter he he would go at it with the same approach and would would figure it out that way i'm sure there's some other like old school guys too all right that, let's do this who would be the worst ufc fighter there we go there we go and i i have to think about it a little bit but that's the one who would just get crushed? Like, Tory James? Oh, like, come on. I, He's I, a I think just finesse, though. He, he was such a finesse player. I'm just thinking, Man. you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to come up with one of these without getting in trouble. Somebody's going to go tag Tory James in a tweet, and Tory James is going to come at me like, no, I'm a boxer, yeah. actually, you idiot. Yeah. All right, I'm going to say one. Okay. And, and it's going it, to it, – it's – uh, almost current. Oh, I have a guess. Go ahead. We'll see if it's who I think. You telling me Trey Wayne's going to be good in the UFC? Oh, not who I thought you were going to go with. You, you, I, I'm just, I'm just asking you. You, you, te- you telling me? So there's one. We're just picking Two. on corners. What about, what about no. Andy Dalton? I thought you were going to go Andy Dalton. No, see, I'm not that mean. Yeah, but yeah, he would be <laughs> awful. He would be awful. One more, one more, and hell, they call him money for a reason. But ain't nobody scared of Money Mac. <laughs> He's a kicker. Kevin I'm Huber's just, like 40. I mean, I'm you just could... saying, I'm just saying, yeah. you know. So th- those those would be the ones that, that stand but out to me. Imagine getting kicked by Evan McPherson. You're allowed to kick in UFC. Yeah, that's true. So, you know. Y- you know the other one that would be pretty good? I think DJ Reader might be able to. I deliver. can see him being like a very good wrestler, you know? And that's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. You know, the, the 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 last one and then we'll move on because we could talk about this one probably for a long time and just shoot it. But 
Uh, how about Joe Burrow? The the competitiveness we've seen out of him starting fights in practice. The the Ohio State uh, tire tug of war video. Yeah, I bet you Joe Burrow, if he like <clears throat> really wanted to, would would hold his own. I mean, I think he'd be middle of the pack, right? Uh, from, from just like an athletic tools perspective, I guess. Like you, you compare yeah, him to some like, of the like the the freaks that are fighting in UFC. Well, yeah. Well, if let's say Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase both train for a year mm-hmm. and and duked it out, you know, even though Burrow's got length on him and height and weight, I don't think it would matter. Is that a take? I don't know. Maybe that's a take. I, I don't know. I feel like I don't I th- know enough about fighting to to say whether I, I, or not I th- you need your hot take chain for that one. I think I take I take Chase. I mean, who knows? Heck, He's, maybe they watch it and, and this becomes a thing. I mean, he, I hope not. Sounds like a <laughs> recipe for an injury. No, no, not them fighting. Like them debating. Oh, debating. Who would just, win in a UFC? Just, fight. just ask him next time. Next time, open locker room training camp. Hey Jamar, you think you could take Joe in a UFC fight? Yeah, Lel Collins might be good. I mean, any offensive lineman, I feel the like. bodyguard. Yeah, but yeah. like the mentality, right? Like, I don't know. Sure, I was thinking all like right. Kevin Zeitler too. Going yeah. back to another recent one, I'm sure. I'm sure like all the old school fans that remember. Oh, like how about um, Bobby by Williams, way, Willie Anthony Anderson. Moon- Anthony Munoz would have been great, by the way. I we get that. <laughs> I just can't name every lineman. But Tim yeah. Crumry, yes. go down the list of the guys on the Bengals Ring of Honor list. You know, yeah. So a lot of good ones there. That was a good question. Um, all right, next question comes from Matthew Ryan at Matthew underscore Ryan for what matchup are you looking forward to most this season? There's three. And they're the games that I talked about earlier: Chiefs, Bucks, Page, or sorry, Chiefs, Bucks, Bills. And I, we saw the Chiefs twice last year, so it's not the Chiefs for me. And that means it's Bucks, Bills. And I think I will let you. It, I will defer to you if you want the Tom Brady Joe Burrow matchup. You can have it, James. And I'll say the the Josh Allen Joe Burrow matchup that could be the next 10 years of the AFC. And and this yeah. is the first time we'll see those guys go toe-to-toe in the current iterations of their teams. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm not – I'm looking forward, obviously, to December 19th. I believe it's the 19th um, in Tampa Bay. 18th. But that needs – So close. 18th. That needs to be the preview. Not, not the, the main course. That needs to be the preview, Jake. Of, of what's to come, of what would have happened if the Buccaneers didn't sleepwalk through the first three quarters uh, of their matchup with the Rams, and then they decided to come alive a bit um, and, and almost beat the Rams, and they would have been in the Super Bowl, and it would have been Bucks, Bengals, Brady, Burrow, I, and all that. That needs to happen this year. So hopefully they're at a point where both teams are battling for you know the number one seed in their respective conferences, and we could talk about that. But you know, that's a matchup that I, I look forward to. Um, but but honestly, like, there are so many. Like, I want to see Burrow, you know, if, if if Watson's out there on Halloween and it, the, the Cleveland Browns crowd is going to be insane, prime time, 
and Burrow goes in there, you know, can he go in there and get a win? And in, I saw in Thursday night football, his second game go crazy uh, and had no business being in that game. And he kept the Bengals in that game. So, uh, you know, that, that's one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, but the Bills one, number one seed on the line like that. I don't blame you one bit, but that would probably be mine, too. Uh, assuming that would be the case, right, that the number right. one seed uh, is on the line. So there's a, a lot of good matchups. The other one, I actually like the idea of Joe Burrow going to Jerry World. Mm. and Jamar Chase doing the gritty about seven times and all the lights and the flashing. Um, I know Saints fans are looking forward to, to that, that game, um, the, you know, uh, against mm-hmm. the Bengals. That one, to me, it's going to be cool to try a bunch of food. But, you know, I'm not necessarily looking forward to watching Jameis Winston lose to Joe Burrow. Yeah, that'll be a fun road trip. The other one that's like a little bit of a dark horse for me is Dolphins week four, Thursday night football again in week four. And, uh, you know, Burrow Tua again is like a minor storyline, but also Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill makes the Dolphins potentially exciting. So we'll see mm-hmm. if that's still the case by week four. But week four last year, Thursday night football was a lot of fun. So just looking to run back that excitement this year. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, almost as fast as me. We'll get into more mailbag questions next, but first a word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all things betting and sports info. From the league's latest developments, from Major League Baseball to UFC to the NBA, where will KD land to your Cincinnati Bengals? who are trying to win the AFC North for a second straight year for the first time ever. BetOnline is your continued source for all things sports wagering. I've used them. You should, too. Don't delay. Go to BetOnline right now. Sign up for free. Check out their easy-to-use mobile site if you'd rather do that or a laptop or PC to sign up and start wagering and making money today. It's easy to use. It is awesome, and they got plenty uh, of great ways for you to wager so don't delay go to bet online today bet online where the game starts if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite nfl team should be adding to its roster you need to check out locked on nfl scouting available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day James, we're back to playing games here in this episode of the Lockdown Bengals Mailbag with Andrea M's question. Andreas M, at Andreas Smiling, Smilling, Andreas Milling, I'll get there, on Twitter. What is the Jenga piece in this Bengals season? Not Burrow. And to clarify, the Jenga theory, according to Andreas, is you lose one piece and everything falls. He also throws in at the end, James, that he loves the show, and we appreciate that, Andreas. Thanks for the love. Yep. Um, I'm calling him smiling. Um, I, I know that's not right, but I thought it was cool when you said it. So uh, to answer the question, it's Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase. The wide receiver room is thin. You take out Jamar Chase, who's super scary. Uh, T. Higgins is getting double teamed then. 
a slot receivers uh, as good as Tyler Boyd is. They're not. They're going to only be able to do so much. And if it's a game or two, that's one thing. But the entire ceiling of the offense, and of course we're not naming Joe Burrow, but the entire ceiling of them being the best offense in the NFL, which is I think is the ceiling. There is no chance of that without Jamar Chase. I mean, it's just not there. The explosiveness is really limited then, um, and, and you just you don't have that guy that could step in outside of Higgins and Boyd and be even remotely, even half of what Chase brings you. And so that's the part. I, I think that that's the Jenga piece. You pull him out for a game or two. You might be able to survive, scheme around it, change up your offense some. You're talking more than that. Good luck. You know that's that's going to be really tough to overcome. So I think that that's the piece um, on offense specifically. Uh, defense. Oh, let me take defense. I, uh, I knew you were going to. Okay, go ahead. Well, let me let me have something, James. Obviously, go I agree ahead. on offense. If it's not Burrow, it's Jamar Chase. I think any individual offensive lineman that some of you might be thinking about is just the offensive line is such a, a unit that. Losing one guy there, while it would be bad, should be overcomable if you have the other guys still there, hopefully playing at a decent level. And you you might be thinking Joe Mixon. I think that they can overcome losing Joe Mixon. Uh, it's just the nature of the fungibility of the running back position, unfortunately. I, I think Joe Mixon's really good, but I think that they survive without him. So on defense, maybe this is a guy you're going to say, James, and apologies if I'm taking your guy. I hope it's somebody different because then we can have a discussion. But I think it's Trey Hendrickson. As we talked about earlier, the pass rush last year when Trey Hendrickson wasn't on the field or was battling that back injury late in the year sometimes left something to be desired. And I have a lot of respect for the players on this defensive line, Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, BJ Hill, all very good players. Joseph Osai could be a really good pass rusher, but Trey Hendrickson is by far the most disruptive piece on that defensive front. And if he goes out, then the pass rush becomes a real challenge for Luana Rumo to design around. And I think I'm more comfortable with Luana Rumo designing fun things in the secondary. And I know he delegates some of this to some of his assistants with some of the pass rush stuff, some of the third down packages, but the flexibility that a pass rush gives you in the secondary is significant. And so that's why Trey Hendrickson to me on the defensive side is so important. Was that your guy on defense? Yeah, we we're agreeing too much. I don't know what the hell is going on. We're agreeing too much. Spending too um, much time together. No, James. It, 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 something like that, but it, it makes sense, right? It's which guy can impact the game the most. Well, it's Trey Hendrickson, which guy on offense, not named Joe Burrow impacts the game the most. It's Jamar chase. So, I, I think we nailed that one. Uh, next question comes, and this is a fun one because it ties into what I said about Jamar Chase. Bengals Watch Party wants to know, who would you like to see the Bengals sign with the remaining cap space? And all three guys he mentions uh, are potential need fillers. He mentions Ndamukong Sue, Will Fuller, Trey Flowers, the defensive end, Trey Flowers, or D. Other but let's just stick with those three because we've done oh, the free agency segments. Okay. Let's stick with those three first. Let's make it hard. Uh, Trey Flowers. Those three. There you go. All right. I've been on the on the table for Trey Flowers for a while. I think he 
would be a very significant addition to the pass rush, as we just discussed. Um, I think it's more likely, given Trey Hendrickson's back issues, that that could recur and they could need a guy and would benefit from keeping him fresher anyway. And so... Trey Flowers, who you may be able to get at something of a discount given his recent history, I think has a really high upside. But my answer would be D for the record. Go ahead, James. Tell me why it's Will Fuller. No, D. Why Why is it D? Well, my, my answer is, is going to be other, but you said you wanted to focus on those three guys first, so I want you yeah. to be able to talk about your one of those. Well, it's Will Fuller because he's yeah. – if you lost Jamar Chase or lost T Higgins or lost Tyler Boyd, you'd have a guy that could step in and make huge plays and still put fear in opposing defenses. And you'd be able to go four wide or maybe you just go empty with Hurst or empty with Mixon at times in good luck. Like there aren't many third or fourth cornerbacks that are going to be able to run with Will Fuller and he's going to be in single coverage. And so like he could look up and only an average, like, 22 yards a catch and have six touchdowns and only be playing 20% or 30% of offensive stuff. Like just have a crazy Chris Henry did that like early in his career, every catch he had was going for a touchdown and it was going, it was always deep because he was like this specialty role player. And that's what I would use with Will Fuller. So from those three, it's Will Fuller, but man, honestly, if, if we're going other, why wouldn't – and he just took a, a visit recently. Why wouldn't you go after Riley Reef and bring him in for a year and, and really give yourself – I know they like the young guys. Young guys, schmung guys. It's about winning the damn – and, yeah, Riley Reef's only a few years younger than Zach Taylor. I get all that. It looked good out there when he played. He was fine. And so if one of those guys goes down, or maybe Carmen stinks and Cordell Volson can't make the leap from NDSU to the NFL on a contending team, but then maybe he plays that, that left guard spot. And so Riley reef would probably be my one um, because the last thing I want to be doing is talking about how bad the offensive line is, even in, in one spot or, or an injury happens and now they're bad on a whole side. I can't have that. I think Riley reef would help fill it. And that's why my answer when I choose D is not Odo Beckham Jr., who would be a lot of fun, no doubt. I would have loved that. I We would have never been on uh, – man, I would but have sent you the hot take chain. Go ahead. It's J.C. Treader. Oh, I, yeah. I, th- I think that yeah. he, he immediately makes your offensive line better because then you just play Ted Karras at left guard, you put J.C. Treader at center, and off you go. The, the problem. We talked about J.C. Treader – a lot. I no, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't even think like I. This is a take. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is probably more likely than JC Treader. I don't think they're even remotely interested. I don't either. In bringing a center in, like I, I, I really do. I think that they would sign Odell Beckham Jr. before Treader. They view Ted Karras as their center, mm-hmm. and that's it. And but I agree. You want to talk about guys who can ball. He's still playing at a really high level. I don't know why he's still out there. I don't know if he's just going to go back to Cleveland um, and, and they're just waiting to sign him and they needed to figure out this Baker stuff. I don't know, but I agree with you. Really weird. Yeah, maybe that is it because they do have a lot of cap space. Maybe they're waiting to see if they're going to have a quarterback this year before they decide to pay anybody in Cleveland. Yeah. 
which what a mess, what a mess that is. But uh, let's, let's sneak in one quick last question, James, who scored higher on the SAT? I noticed you, you didn't like this question. I know how competitive you are. So I'm, I'm sneaking it in there. The scudge, Jay yep. Scudgeons, higher SAT score. Who wins? Well, did you take the SAT? I took both the SAT and the ACT. I didn't take the SAT. So you win already. You automa- uh, automatically scored higher. ACT, yeah, ACT, I was average. It was like a 25, I think. I something think that's like still that. Above Not, average. Nothing great. I th- really? I think that was average. I thought. I don't, I can't remember. I feel but like that's I think still I got like a 25. A higher than average. Like, average average i think that's higher than the, the mean the statistical mean i was either 30 or 31 i think i think i was a 31 i can't remember man this is you're asking questions about almost 20 years ago now i'm, I'm getting up there in age i just turned 34 man yeah you are getting up there so it's it's below your age you're older than your score now i've been older for quite some time yeah but uh <laughs> It's um, no, I, I took it. I took it and it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it's good enough to get into college. I'm done. Thank you. And I got the there. Hell out there of you it. go. That was yeah. It. The thing about those tests, as, as we were talking about before the show and we were joking about this a little bit, they, they measure such a specific skill set that is not necessarily how smart you are, not necessarily how skilled you are. And so, you know, it, it exists yeah, because. These companies need to make money and feed institutions of higher learning in the United States. And without getting too far into that topic, which is not suitable for a football podcast, we'll wrap up this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We are two weeks-ish away from rookies reporting to Bengals training camp. We're almost there. So we're going to start very soon to shift our attention toward training camp, but we will have some looks around the AFC North, some other fun topics coming up in the near future as well here on Lockdown Bengals. Until next time, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.